Well, happy Tuesday and welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. I am your host, Nini, and I really appreciate you joining today. The conversation continues this month on love and loss. And today I'm speaking with Mary, who lives in Portland, Oregon. And Mary and I are going to talk about what it means to lose yourself from that 20-year-old young woman that you used to be to the 50-plus woman that you are now and what epiphanies we've had as we've taken this journey. So thank you so much for joining and I look forward to your comments and your feedback on today's episode. Enjoy. Today, we're going to continue the conversation as we talk about love and loss. And I think today will be fascinating because as we, if we think about loss, especially as a woman, um, a lot of women think about loss when they think about the relationship they have with their husbands or with their friends or, right, they lose themselves in that newness or they lose themselves in parenting or they lose themselves in careers, right? And then there's that other side of the coin where they love both. So today, Mary and I are going to talk about losing ourselves on what we thought we were right, or, or what we, thinking back to being that younger woman and, or whatever, and, and I'm so excited because I sure, I've been having hot flashes lately, and I definitely don't appreciate oh, God. that. Yes, it's been sucky, Mary. So um, <laughs> definitely having that conversation, but I'm so excited. I'm glad that you're able to join me, and I appreciate your flexibility. So you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Mary? Sure. I'm Mary, and I'm 59 years old, and uh, although I look 10 years younger than I, I am, thanks to my yeah, mom. <laughs> I did not know you were 59. You totally do not look 59. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I, I didn't know if you knew, but um, and I usually never say my age because I'm ha- my real-life challenge right now is this loss of physicalness with the aging. So I just thought today with you, I'd be brave enough to tell you how old I am because that's who I am. So I'm 59. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, don't you know? And about 15, 15, oh gosh, 20 years ago, I moved from uh, Minneapolis to Seattle. And seven years ago, this this fall, my husband and I moved from Seattle to Portland, um, and it's been a great journey. Uh, and let me see, I have a master's in psychology that I did nothing with, even though that is where my passion really lies. I did some things. I, I, um, I've been a trainer in many of my jobs, and I've done volunteer things utilizing it, uh, but that was my education piece of it, but I got into sales because I grew up with, with hardly any money. And when I graduated from grad school, I got this opportunity to get into medical sales and there was some good money to be had in it. And since I grew up without very much money, it was like, I'm just staying in this, man. This is, this is good money. I've never seen this kind of money before. Um, so I didn't follow really what my work passion was. I followed the money, which is, which at first I thought like was a cop out, but now it's like no, not necessarily. When you grow up without having any money, you paid your way through college. You had huge student loans, and uh, basically, um, here I am, and it was 
good to do that. I don't feel guilty about that anymore. But again, my challenge now is aging. No, gosh, you definitely, definitely aging, Mary. I totally didn't even know that you were. I'm still, I'm baffled because you, you know, all of you listening, you have no clue. Mary does not look 59 years old. So I am, man. All your experiences, and definitely, I would um echo the the masters in psychology. I could see you definitely doing that, um, just with your your heart and how you think and help help others. You know, Mary and I work together. Um, she's in Portland, and I'm in Southern California, and so um. You know, thinking about losing, you know, if you could kind of take yourself back, Mary, thinking about your, and I I always laugh. My husband asked me, would I want to be 21 again? And I was like, "Uh, no, I think I want the body that I had at 21, (laughs) but I don't want to mentally be 21 again. You know, can you, can you, maybe we could start off the conversation. I was cracking up with you probably last week or the week before. We were talking about some of the things that you you were like, holy hell, Janine, i got to write that down, too. <laughs> um, but thinking about that, would you go back to being 21? Or, or is there an age that you're like, oh, if I could go back to being X, I definitely would? Well, you know, with love and loss with aging, the love is that I, of the wisdom that you have now, what you're going to put up with and not put up with. You pick your battles. You have some more peace. But I, so if I could go back to 21, that would be maybe. I would go back to certain segments of my life, let's say college. I, you know, my family, we grew up with depression and anxiety in the family, and I had a lot of anxiety until it was addressed with counseling, blah, blah. Um, And I don't feel like I enjoyed college like I could have enjoyed college if I didn't have so much anxiety. So would I go back to snippets of time? Yeah. I mean, from 18 to 21, four years in college, I would have, I, w- I wouldn't mind going back for four years and just really have more fun. Um, then perhaps after college, through graduate school, while I was kind of dating people, would I go back there? No. Um, when Why I not? started my, uh, I think my anxiety was reduced through counseling, so I had a lot of fun during that time. Ah. But then, you know, I started in, after graduate school, I started in sales. And as you know, sales, and I still think sales is the most stressful job you can ever have. I acknowledge everybody has stress in their jobs and deadlines and things like that. But in sales, it's like you make your numbers or you're fired. You know, my husband's an engineer. He's a manager now. But it's like they have these hard and fast deadlines. But you're not fired if you don't make your deadline. Right. And, you know, in sales, there's just so much uh, expectation. So now that if I reflect back with the start of my sales and stuff, I think I would would try to enjoy it more. So there's snippets of time that I would go back with the knowledge that I have now, but I wouldn't have it then, so it's kind of all for naught. I, I agree. I, I know it's funny because I'm like, okay, I wouldn't go back, but I would like, you know, that's a great point you make about snippets of your life, right? Um, you know, and, and just thinking about the love and the loss. I, I, you know, I know that you love pets and dogs, you know, like I do. So our, I think anybody who loves a pet, their heart is full of love, right? Because, you know, it takes right. special people to love pets and they just love you unconditionally. But, um Tell me a little bit about some of the things that maybe you're 
I wouldn't, well, not really struggling with, but that makes you uncomfortable, right? As, as we continue to age and thinking about that loss aspect. And, and if you could just talk about the love part, right? Because I do believe that with every loss, that flip of the coin, there's love with it as well. Because we talk about being older, but now we have more knowledge. So now we have more pain. So right. what, what are some of the things that you're experiencing now that you'd be willing to share with us? Sure. Um, it's interesting uh, that this call today is happening, and I pulled one of my daily affirmations or daily sayings cards that I got as a gift from my niece, Gabby, a couple of Christmases ago. And today it says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Mm. So one of my biggest challenges, love and loss, is how am I spending my days now? And is this how I want to be spending my days? And, um, you know, we spend so much time in work mode. And I just think, dang, I don't love this at all, but it Mm -hmm. provides an income that allows me to do things that I enjoy. Um, So anyways, I just wanted to tell you that I pulled that card today, and I thought it was really interesting that we were going to have this podcast, and I pulled that card. But that is one thing I'm really looking at right now is, uh, you know, how I spend my days is how I'm spending my life. So I look at loss, and I think of loss for me right now is physical loss in the sense of, like, wrinkles, like we talked about last week. I mean, last summer I was in my car, and I flipped down the mirror to get something out of my eye, and I looked at my neck, and I was like, mother F, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Because I saw all these vertical lines, and it just totally freaked me out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting older. And now I can't – I just focus on this neck. I always look at it in the sun now and go, oh, this is the ugliest neck. So don't look at my neck too close next time I see you, Janine. <laughs> you know, so it's this, this aging physically. It's like uh, I was also laying in bed. Uh, last summer and the sun was shining in and I, I was looking at this creepy skin on my arm. I'm like, this really sucks. This reminds me of my grandma. I mean, what the heck is going on? And then it, then in the sun, my arm hairs were standing straight on end, like vertically. <laughs> and I'm like, how does that happen? Number one, I am dark haired, but my arm hairs have always laid nice and they weren't too dark. But now as I got older, they stand on end. And I'm like, well, that's not. I'm like, how the hell, what does this have to do with aging? So now I shave my my forearms. I'm like, I can't stand looking at it. So there's these things that happen, the wrinkles, you know, and the the maintenance of, you know, dry eye. I have dry eyes. I put drops in for dry eyes. I have dry crotch. I use estradiol for my for you know, for your vagina health, you know, I I have no, like, where did this fuzzy face hair come from? I never had that when I was young, and and it's all white, so now I shave my face, and it's just like these things, and then riddle me this, why would you start, you know, growing gray hair like my hair that I have to, I choose to, let me put it this way, uh, color every four weeks because it's gray 
or grain, why would you get a really dark chin hair? If everything is grain, why do you get these dark chin hairs? It just drives me nuts. I don't understand that. So this is all the losses I feel, and it really bothers me. I mean, I joke about it with my sister. We text each other and say little things, you know, like, have you looked at your uh, – at your mustache recently or whatever and it's Mm -hmm. really funny but the and so when I think of the love part of it honestly Jeannie I mean Nini I feel no love for the loss of aging for aging I don't see no no, I don't see I mean I see like wisdom and all that kind of good you know airy fairy or good wisdom part but I don't see any upside to body aging and uh i mean there are maybe there's these zen people that can just like i embrace my gray hair and i'm thinking you know how how it looks doesn't look so good on you but it's just like (laughs) i think you know i will say my aunt but she's like 83 has this beautiful dark skin with this beautiful white hair and that looks great but for most of America that has mousy brown hair and then they've got gray hair, it doesn't look so great. So I can't say there's any love in, in the aging right now with where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not going to age gracefully. I'm going to just, I'm just going to fight it every, every way. There, there goes a lot of maintenance. Betty Davis said, uh, aging is not for the weak. That, <laughs> that is that's what I've heard. <laughs> But so, Mary, though, thinking about that, right, understanding not aging, so age, it's going to happen. We There's like, there's nothing we can do about it, right, to turn back the time. We're not Benjamin Button. I wish we were. But, yeah. <laughs> like, how do, how do you try or think about embracing it, right? Because, you know, I, I read an, um, a quote, and, you you know, you'd know me now for the last what, year and a half, maybe I think we're on that track, but I'm always looking at quotes, and, you know, um, Eckhart Tolle said something that's that mm. um, the primary cause of unhappiness is not the situation, but the thoughts that we have about it, right? And right. how you're saying, you're like, oh, this freaking sucks, right? You're just, so your thoughts are focused, and I know mine is too, so I'm not going to even act like I don't get annoyed. Um, at some of the things that I have to your to your point about gray hair, and I swear I'm like, how old am I? I'm forty. How old am I? I'm forty six. I've already forgot how old I am. After I keep after forty, I just like <laughs> I don't know how old I am anymore. Um, but gray hair on your vagina, like it's just <laughs> oh, I know. Just get it, get it waxed, get it. Well, you can't with gray hair anymore because uh, <laughs> the lasers don't catch gray hair. So I took care of that a long time ago when I was dark haired. <laughs> but it's not going to stop. Our, our aging process no. isn't going to stop. So how do we find those moments within what we're feeling to, um, to to just be and accept it is what it is and we can't change it? Well, I think for me, and I totally agree uh, with what you're saying and I think for me is how I'm embracing it or accepting it is through humor. It's through humor with my sister who is three years older than me or four. And we just go back and forth weekly about, you know, aches and pains and creaks and cracks and crazy skin and this and that. And so there is some acceptance when you use humor with it. 
Um, so I'm embracing it through humor right now. Perhaps I'll embrace it some other way uh, in the future. <laughs> I mean, I I just can't see myself letting myself go gray, not getting Botox, uh, which actually I don't do very much. And as a side tributary note, my plastic surgeon, which I've never had a facelift, I don't have fillers or anything like that, he goes, well, how do you feel like your Botox is, Botox is working for you right now? And I knew in a nice way he was saying, you need more. And <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know what? I want to have some expression lines, so I'm fine with it, uh, is what I told him. Uh, so, I again, I don't see myself going away from doing those things right now, uh, but I do see myself, you know, embracing with humor. Yeah. Um, but it still bothers you, right? So it's like, it's sort of like, a, yeah. the, the humor is, is that protection, right? Oh. And, and I think it's that protect, protection mechanism to say, okay, okay, I'm just going to laugh at it because others laugh at it. Um, but we don't take the time to say, you know what, this really is, this, this, is a, this bothers them. It bothers me. But is it society that makes us feel this way? right, social media and all the Botox and all the plastic surgery. I, again, I'm a fan of plastic surgery. If you can afford it, go get it, right? That's not yeah, why not? Um, you know, um, so as I get older, the more money I make, the, the more I'll consider starting to do some things, <laughs> and I won't be ashamed to talk about it. Um, That's but, why I need a raise, Janine. That's why I need a raise. <laughs> you know, is it is it um, – do we need support groups or like how how do we help us all age gracefully because people don't talk about that a lot and and you know kind of earlier you talked about anxiety and you know um the uneasiness this could be triggering those things that happen as a child would you say that that could be true increase in anxiety yes i mean absolutely i i'm in a hundred percent um I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to say about that. Um, I think it's a trigger. Do I feel like I need to just rush out and learn how to embrace it? No. Do I feel like it would be great to have a forum of, you know, women in their, you know, 50 to 80s, or 80 or something to talk about this, it would be great. Maybe I'd start a blog about that or uh, mm -hmm. or something. But yeah. um, I think that would be great um, because I do, I do feel like, I mean, like, let's look at careers. Careers. Like my, my husband was saying, he's hiring people in their 60s, older, 65 plus, at his company because they have more experience than the naive young ones. He mm -hmm. says, if I can get two to three years out of them, even if they retire after that, that is so much more valuable to me than having somebody ramp up for a couple of years with the kind of like the deadlines and things I need to get done. So, you know, as I struggle with all of this, I also struggle with my career. Well, my gosh, am I supposed to like, be quitting now or thinking about quitting now because I'm 59 years old and and things like that. So, you know, all of this, all of these thoughts come back to, 
what you said with Eckhart is like, it's the thoughts that I have about it versus how I'm feeling, which I'm not discounting my feelings, but I have to challenge the thoughts that I have about it. Yep. And I think that's the important part is the the challenge because there is, you know, that whole side of the coin. We're talking about the love and loss of, you know, and if I can just think about it for a second of, of how you're thinking of yourself, like, well, who am I? I have all these things going on. Who am I now as the 59-year-old woman, right, versus the 40-year-old? There's different thoughts that I need to consider. And um, one other thing that he – and, again, this is not an Eckhart Tolle promotion, but I just happened to run across some of the quotes that he said is, you know, when you lose touch, of, touch with yourself, you lose yourself in the world, right? And if we think about focusing on all the things that aren't good about ourselves, which, again, I do it I do it as well, that I think could hinder us, and we get caught up in the world of the 20-year-olds and not 20, I don't think any of us want to be 20, but those that may even be our own age, but we're like, why do they look different than me? Why does she look better than me? Or he looks better than, you know, why do they look more healthy? Um, outwardly focusing on those individuals could be detrimental for some of us, especially for me. I totally agree. And and I actually, I have a couple of Eckhart's books. So it was good for you to refresh me and uh, about that because we do lose touch with ourselves when there's so much self-judgment in loss and it could, you know, and so I might go revisit those books. I will tell you. Yeah, because it's, yeah. It's, it's so important. You know, I think back to, um, um, you know, losing myself, and I would spend, my opinion, I would spend hours, you know, and lose some sleep trying to give whole hearts to people and to others, and, you know, and then people would break my heart, right? Or, and it's kind of the same thing if I'm, you know, I'm sure you probably had it. Someone will say, wow, you, you know, you, you gained a little weight. Right or <laughs> lost, yeah, lost a little weight, or you know, so our outward appearance is just so on in everyone's face, um, and then we so are trying to work on pleasing others, right? And I did that for so long, and then people would hurt your feelings. I mean, I remember I'm not going to say the, who the person was, but <clears throat> they'd always give me the compliment. Oh wow, you really look nice today, but your jeans. You know, they fit your butt a little bit too tight. I'm like, is that? Oh a my god! Or is that not a compliment? Oh. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't know. And it, it, yeah, that weight thing—it's really interesting because I had gained a little weight, and then I I had some health issues. But before that, well, I might as well just tell you—I was diagnosed with diabetes in October. Mm. Okay. And. My doctor was like, yeah, you know, you're, you were bound to get it. Both of your parents got adult onset diabetes. But she really challenged me to, she said, you know, it's your A1C, which you can explain, uh, but your, your numbers will be a lot better if you lose weight. She said about 15 pounds. Well, I lost 33 pounds. And I lost it, you know, being very intentional. And now people are like, you look really skinny. And I'm like, oh, my God, you just oh, can't please yeah. anybody. I gain weight. Now I look skinny. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, and then I 
automatically go, well, am I too skinny? And I'm like, no, I can pinch a, a little bit on my waist. I'm not too skinny. And my husband always says, don't let people think that you're, there's something wrong when they come and say, you're so skinny now. <laughs> so, but yeah. that weight thing is just like uh, huge mm-hmm. when you get yeah. older because you fluctuate. You know, a lot of people gain and lose 10, 15 pounds. You know, and people always have to comment on it. Yeah, they do. And that really, I mean, that just starts, you know, always talk about death by paper cuts, right? And if we, back to that quote that, you know, Eckhart said, is the thoughts about it, it's, you know, I think about the time that I find joy, the most joy, is really when I stop looking in the mirror, you know, I look back on the world with gratitude um, because it's for the journey that I've been on. And where I stand at this very moment is because of that journey. And so if I think about, oh, yes, okay, my butt might be a little bigger than it was, well, a lot bigger than it was when I was younger, right? We look at pictures and you see people on TV saying, oh, I could fit into my, my cheerleading outfit, you know, but it's, we're never going to go back to, to that, right? Our, our no. cells, everything, it, everything's changing. Everything gets older. It's not going to stop. So how we, how we decide to relish in it. Um, and I think about my dog, Louie, everyone knows Louie will go out and it's cold outside, but Louie goes and finds the little bit of sun that he can then lay on his back and get some sun, right? And so I'm trying to get my life to think about that little bit of sun. Where can I find the sun, right? Just because your hair is standing up, Mary, right? (laughs) Your hair is standing up on your arm. Your sun is, guess what, Mary? Cut that shit off. Sorry for my language. But shave it off. And now guess what? You don't see the hair standing on your arms. (laughs) That's right. And it only takes once a week in the shower, and it's about one minute. So, (laughs) done. (laughs) Man. That's funny. But it's so so perfect because I, I, you know, and I just, I love your comment. I mean, your gratitude, you know, that you just said, how we spend, how we spend our days is how we spend our life. And if, we do have a lot of maintenance that we have to do. We're talk, I mean, I'm talking about waxing. My toes look busted up right now because I know I need a pedicure, but I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't feel like it, right? We got to go right. work and have to do all these things. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'll get to it when I get to it. I'll get to my toes when I get to my toes. You know, I'm not going to allow this small little nuance about myself to make me feel bad for the rest of the day. Oh, my gosh, that's huge when you think about it. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. It's like a small nuance not affecting your day. Right. That's pretty right. great. That, that was a light. That was a light bulb. Light bulb moment for me. Yeah. You know, How do you find the as, sun? As Oprah say says, it's like an aha moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. Small nuances not affecting my day. Right. And oh, I, I love that. The, the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about Louie going, and he's a dog, but seriously, just noticing the small things, he's going to find the sun, and he won't come in. He normally runs back in the house if there's no sun, but when he, I know when there's sun out, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I know exactly where to find him, because he is trying to find the sun in the clouds, right? And wow. That's, that's really the, the intent of my conversations, right, especially for this month with love and loss, is how do we find the sun? in the clouds or how do we find the sun when it's raining right because we all have loss but i think um it is is one thing to lose 
people that you love, right? We blo- we both lost people. But it's right. another thing to lose yourself because that's a greater loss because you're still here living with yourself, right? But the people exactly. that you love have those great memories. Um, but if we lose ourselves and don't first love ourselves, because as women, we can definitely do that. And men, too. It's really in society now, looking at social media and my children and watching their friends, every, every, a lot of people are losing themselves right now. And it's, it's, wow. um, it's so important that we love ourselves first. Let me ask you a question then. When yeah. you look at your friends or your children, let's say because you had graduation this weekend, how did you see these young people as you were observing? Did you see any loss of self and were, did it make you, I'm really curious just for myself because they're mm-hmm. young and I think, oh, maybe I want to be young again. So what did you observe? You know, it's so interesting. So I, I try to, do, I do try to be kind of observant. So we're at the graduation and um, I'm I'm watching these kids, you know, they're taking selfies and throwing their hats up and their families are excited. Um, so they're happy. But what I notice is they're just happy. And again, I'm, it's my perception. They're happy to get to the next thing. And why I say that is they're, some of them were leaving the graduation early. You know, they were just like, I got to go. I got to go be with my friends. I got to go celebrate. Instead oh. of relishing in the moment that they've accomplished something, right? Four years of college is no small feat. You can now accomplish something, but yet you're not taking the time to recognize, right? Or you're not, rec- uh, you're not taking the time to find the sun in that moment. And that's really right. what I recognize about, you know, um, a lot of it. I'm watching them. They're like, okay, really, these kids are like, okay, mom, I got to go. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you kids? What are we doing? You know, we're all right. and that's, we're just rushing, rushing, rushing to go just do. So that's really um that part is with social media, I think that it's um it's taken away from our human side, right? We just wanna go do the next best thing. Does that help? Does that answer the question? It does. And it it's so interesting, synchronicity. And the reason I say this is because I've thought about our podcast today for the last week, and today just the things like the card that I pulled, and then I was watching uh, Oprah's, uh, what does she have? I love her, by the way. Um, She has Soul Sundays. Mm -hmm. So I was watching her Soul Sunday, and she had David Brooks on, and he was, and I didn't know who he was, but he was an atheist that turned into, I wouldn't say Christian, he turned into somebody that believed in a higher power. Mm-hmm. You know, you can call God, you can call that, whatever. Um, but he talked about exactly what you're talking about, happiness versus joy. Yep. And happiness is like he, like let's say I won a sales award, that's happiness. Or my team won the Super Bowl, that's happiness, but that is not pure joy, and joy is relishing in exactly what you were talking about, is taking a step and saying, what brings me real joy, yep. you know, what fuels my soul, and it's so interesting that all this happened today, and we're having this podcast, and you're saying these things, and it's all just coming to, coming together. Yep, I say nothing happens up by accident. That if you and you, you and I have talked about this before. No, no, you know, no one that you meet, in my opinion, is an accident. 
you know, whether it's just for that moment they have a gift or they have something for you. Um, but it's no coincidence that we've been talking about having this podcast today and you pulled the, you know, the quote that you pulled. I get these gratitude messages. I found some Eckhart Tolle. I don't think anything happens by accident. That's why I try to, I'm trying to become more aware of my space that I'm in you know, at the time, which is so important because there's so many things. I think the universe is sending us so many messages. Um, and for me, I, you know, for me, I think it's God that sends me tons of messages that I think have gone by me so much in my life because I was so busy not trying right. to think about seeing in the moment and the love that I had at that moment, right? I was focusing on the loss. That's the final. So I watched a, um, you know, I love LeBron James. If no one else knows, I love him. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he has a best friend. Called, his name is Maverick Carter. I think his last name is Carter. I just call him Maverick. But um, he gave the commencement speech um, to USC. U- UCI, or USC, one of those schools here in Southern California. And he said something that you said earlier when you said you grew up and, you know, you grew up poor and you said you had you got into medical sales. Granted, you, you were master's in psychology. You got into medical sales because it was a good-ass job, right, to make good money. Right. And Maverick said in his commencement speech, which I thought is just, it's kind of not ironic that we're talking about this, but he said, you know, at least in my community, you come up and if you leave and graduate college or you move and you get this good-ass job, People look at you if you want to take a risk, if you want to do oh. something else, right? That's gonna and I'm 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 ad libbing, but something else that's going to cause you to do what you're here to do purposefully versus what you're doing just to have a good ass job, right? Because if you come huh. from nothing, everyone says you better go get that good ass job. Better not let that right. good ass job go away, right? You better work. What do you mean you don't want to do that, right? And so understanding for me is my journey is what is my purpose. And what am I supposed to be doing? Not what should I do, but what am I supposed to be doing? Um, so that's the journey that I'm on now. Um, and I think that's why the podcast is really helping me so I can understand other stories and I can hear what others are going through so that I can then know, okay, what is, what is my part in this world? What am I supposed to do? So, both Isn't that about- interesting? Because one thing I'll close on is that, again, this individual, David Brooks from Oprah's Full Sunday said, uh, when he said, searching for your joy and getting out of yourself, and what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? And he was talking more of, like, social, like, our world, society and stuff. And he said, what inspires you? I mean, what social issue you get jazzed up about or do you, that you could really embrace. And so when I look at, because I still say what's my purpose, which I'm going to digress a little bit, is that I feel like we have different purposes in our life at different times. Mm-hmm. I always thought I should have one main purpose, but I think there's different purposes at different times. Yep, there might be a, th- a thread through all of it, but I, too, look at what am I supposed to be doing right now? What is my purpose? And that question about, because I'm looking at giving now, not like me, 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 like, you know, giving. And it's like, what sparks you socially in this world today that kind of, like, brings you joy or drives you to make better uh, or contribute to? So, um, 
that that's also interesting how our conversation has flow, flowed and how uh, he had mentioned that today. Oh, yeah, nothing's by accident, Mary. I believe it. I'll tell you. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all of my notes. Well, that was a fascinating and enlightening conversation here on All Things Dorothy's Daughter. This month, series of love and loss has been a learning journey for me, and I hope that it has for you. Please make sure you share this with a friend, share this with a coworker, go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, like this series so that you do not miss an episode. Thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day.